Imagine that you're far from home, playing in the woods all on your own, and all is still and calm and clear. But what's that rustle you can hear? Hello, I'm Michael Smith, and welcome back to the Paddlecast. This is Paddleboat Theatre's podcast, a place where we talk all things family theatre related and shine a light on what's going on around Devon. It's been another busy week for Paddleboat, the highlight of which was heading to the Pavilion Theatre in Tynmouth for a day spent playing one last time this year on the Russell set. So I'm joined today by Katie, and we're going to be having a chat about our latest show, Russell, how the idea came about the creation process, its first couple of outings, and what the future has in store for this show. So, hello Katie. Hello. In a nutshell, could you tell everyone about Russell? Yes, so Russell is Paddleboat's first ever outdoor production, and it takes place in a forest, and there are four children who have never met each other before, and are somehow on this expedition together to find out what the rustling in the forest really is. And uh, where did the idea for this show first come from? Um, I think it came from Roald Dahl's book The Mimpins. It was an idea we had quite a while ago and we actually put out um, a response to a commission call for an early years show with lots of sensory ideas in so we would all set up camp and the audience would sit round a campfire with us um, and we would tell the best campfire story ever told. And I think the Minpins is quite a dark one, even by Rad Doll's standards. And I think for this one, we really wanted to set out to scare the children a little bit. Yeah, so Russell was created in residency, like all our shows are. Um, and we created it with Cliss St. Mary, Ryden Primary School, the Exeter Deaf Academy, and X Valley Federation, which is a federation of three different schools in Devon. And this was our, our biggest residency yet. It was, and we partnered with Forest and Beach. Um, and Pete from Forest and Beach came to do forest days in the school, or we took the school down to Kingsbridge, and they did forest days with Pete at his venue, Forest and Beach, and it was magical. The kids absolutely loved it. And it was really interesting to see them engage with the outdoor play and the outdoor activities such as archery, um, fire building, shelter building, but also then bring that back um, into a drama setting and create their own outdoor adventure, but in a school hall or in their classroom. <laughs> yeah, so we knew we knew we wanted the show to be outdoors, we knew we wanted it to be in the round, and we knew at some point there'd be a monster. And then other than that, we just spent 10 weeks uh, playing with Pete um, on all these outdoor skills. Um, can you remember any of the other things that we learned from the children during the residency? What other some of the other great ideas that came up? Yeah, so when, when we were working with Ryden Primary School, they were year two, so they were quite young. Um, and we took in lots of props that you might find in sort of a campsite. So walking boots, pots and pans, um, what else was that? Mosquito nets, rope. rope, that sort of thing. And um, we just did some freeform play with them one week. And we found ourselves in a campsite at night. And what happened to these objects at night time? 
and the children sort of said your imagination comes to life and it plays tricks on you in the dark so the rope turned into a big snake <sighs> and the mosquito net was put over someone's head and he turned into a big ghost that <laughs> scared all the children away um so the idea of that play um, actually transferred into one of the characters in our story, played by Stuart Cottrell, who um, plays a character called Jerry, whose first time, who it's his first time in the forest, and he finds himself in this campsite at night, and he's put on guard duty, and then um, all the objects around the campsite sort of come to life and start scaring him, and he runs away like a big scaredy cat. I think my favourite one was the abominable tent. From the children in riding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so I remember going away from that session really early on and being like, we're going to put a monster in this play and brainstorming what this monster could be like. Do you remember some of those early drawings and ideas we had? Um, I try not to because they were very bad. <laughs> I quite like Stuart's, uh, he had a monster called the Underground. Was that the Underground? Something like There's that. There's a giant troll that would uh, lurk beneath the surface and snatch you up if you wandered too far from the campsite. Yeah, so we, I think actually all of us ended up sort of playing ourselves in the final version of Russell. So Stuart, who's a bit scared of sort of the outdoors or camping, or that's not his idea of fun really. That kind of got transferred a little bit into it in his character. My character, Abigail, who's out there really just to get her last um, scouting badge kind of does everything by the book, uh, wants to be in charge quite a lot. Your character... I'm a terror. I'm yeah, you're absolute, a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> which is true in life. Yeah. Um, and Hattie, Hattie doesn't really do groups. Her character doesn't really do groups, not Hattie doesn't do groups. <laughs> um, so Hattie's character, Imogen, she doesn't really do groups. She's taught everything she knows by her dad. And really, she just wants to prove herself. Yeah, because we just we just finished doing Margot and Mr. Watson, and I mean that had been a quite a hard creation process. I remember like smashing my head against a wall trying to come up with ideas because we were we were juggling some quite tricky themes in that one. Yeah. So I think we came away from that feeling like, let's just make an easy one. Let's just let's just be ourselves or what we were like when we were eight year olds and what it would be like if we got lost in a forest when we were that age. I definitely think that one of the most exciting parts about this show is the set. Um, so for anyone who hasn't, hasn't seen it in its glory, could you, uh, could you tell them a little bit about what it's like, what, what we had commissioned for us? Yeah, so we work with Simon from Quirk Theatre, who is a fantastic um, set builder, set designer. He's a theatre maker himself, so he really understood what we needed and what we were after and what would work and what wouldn't work. Um, and the set, as I said, is for large trees the largest of which is a platform about two meters one and a half meters high so really you can really get some height with this set which is really exciting because it was the first time we'd have such a big thing to play with um and there are vines sort of thread between these four trees which we were able to use to transform the space from an open clearing into a dense woodland and Stuart's character, Jerry, gets lost between the, the three, the four trees. Um, and at one point we used the, these wooden trees to uh, make shelters in, um, using what the forest provides us to stay the night alone in the forest. Yeah. And there's a, there's a ladder as well. So I think Stuart you can, could climb about three metres off the ground. Yeah. And for a particularly small child, the sets are absolutely enormous. 
yeah, everyone sort of, once the show's finished, runs towards the trees to see who can be the first to climb <laughs> up it, which is a bit of a health and safety nightmare, but it shows that actually the children are mesmerised by the set and what the planks of wood that are put together kind of become in their head. And they see it as a climbing frame, but also they see it as the tree in our story. And we've got some great uh, muscles from touring this one around. Yeah, it's quite heavy. <laughs> so we had made the show, we'd commissioned the set, and then we had to take it on the road for the first time. So could you tell us um, a little bit about our first outing in Shepton Mallet with Louise? So Shepton Mallet was um, a school that we'd not been to before. Uh, I think it was called St Paul's. Yeah, that's all. Um, and it was interesting because it was quite a large school. Um, and we'd set up in their playground, basically, on their field. It was a really hot day. Yeah, we got pretty sunburned during that yeah. one. Yeah, and um, we were setting up as all the children were sort of playing around, playing football, running around, playing tag. And we thought, okay, how are we going to set up these four massive trees without whacking a child in the face? Or, But the head teacher was very good. He sort of stood and protected our area for us as we were setting it up. Um and we were all quite nervous because it was the first time the show had been actually performed in front of any children. And there were 300 children? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we set it up, we squeezed them all in, <laughs> sat on the, sat on the um, grass, and they all sort of slowly, I remember, throughout the show moved to the shaded area. <laughs> so we had a huge amount of kids on one side and not... Very many kids on the other side. But the show went down really, really well. All the audience interaction um, worked successfully, which is always a big question mark for us. The first time we ever perform um, a piece that we've got in front of children, immediately we know whether the children like it or they don't like it, um, and whether they want to interact with us or whether actually this is just a bit of pants interaction and they don't really care and the interaction doesn't move the story along. But successfully, we managed to get through the piece um, and we had lots of praise at the end. And I think the children really got the themes because we did a question and answer yeah. at the end of the performance. And they had lots of questions about sort of um, what happens next. Russell. Is there, Russell 2. Is there a Russell 2? Do they stay in the forest? Do they go home? Do they become friends at the end? <laughs> Are they friends for life now? So all those questions sort of made us really believe that we'd ended the piece on the right note. Yeah. Uh, so after that first performance, we took the show on the road. So can you tell us a, a bit about some of the partners we went to out there? Yeah, so we went to... Well, we actually delivered the show at Forest and Beach, which was really lovely to go back there because that's sort of where the idea came to life. Yeah. Um, which is in Kingsbridge. We took the show to Dorset and we partnered with Arts Reach out there and we love working with Arts Reach because they're really they're really lovely and we managed to reach villages we wouldn't normally um, be able to reach on a, on a tour. So we went to Tollapakorum, which is a fantastic word, and it mm -hmm. was a really lovely day. Um, we went to... Tacky Morris. Tacky Morris. And unfortunately, we got rained inside. Yeah. Thunder and lightning. <laughs> Um, so that was our first accidental indoor production of Russell. I had a worry that the set would become just a lightning conductor on that one. Yep. Um, Plymouth Barbican. We went to the Plymouth Barbican and actually performed at Royal William Yard, which was lovely. Yeah. We And I got there by boat. I commuted to work that day by boat. <laughs> and was... How did you find your experience of uh, open air touring to be? Um, 
So I think there was a lot of hype around uh, our Russell tour. A, because it was open air and a bit different. But B, because our trailer was super cool. Oh, yeah. So um, you and Hugh, who we work with uh, quite regularly on our shows, created the best trailer in Howden Forest. And I absolutely loved that day. Um, and I think it really captured the excitement and the, the wonder, the madness of four kids roaming around in a forest without adults doing whatever they want. So I think the hype before the tour was really cool. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> yeah, your experience of outdoor touring. Yes. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Wet. Sometimes it was wet. <laughs> Sometimes it was really, really hot. And we actually had um, a parent go to their house, which was down the road, to get us all glasses of squash after we finished the performance because we looked very sunburned. Very appreciated. Yeah, um, I would say one thing, if you are building a large set, be prepared for it to be hard work to put it up and to take it down, yeah. specifically to take it down more than to put it up because you're tired, you've done the show and you just want to go. Yeah. Um, and if it takes half an hour to put a set down that, that weighs about, uh, what would you say it weighs, a, a ton? Easily, yeah. easily, two. Two times. Well, we need some roadies. We do need some roadies. So any any out roadies there. out there, <laughs> let us know. Um, so, that was our uh, outdoor tour. And then we had a little break, much earned break. And we've reworked it now a little bit. Um, we performed it over October half term. And we brought it indoors for the first time. Um, so, could you tell us um, a little bit about the changes that we made? Yeah, so... First thing we did, we thought autumn, we thought leaves falling, we thought rustling of leaves, we bought lots of orange, red, green, burnt, autumn-y coloured leaves from to, eBay. To throw at each other. To throw at each other, to yeah. throw at the audience, to scatter <laughs> around the stage, just to sort of bring autumn indoors and make the show look really colourful. Um, and so we did that. We also thought about hibernation and the different animals that kind of come out or go away at winter and what Russell might mean for that. So hedgehogs sort of rustling in the leaves to bury down for winter. Um, we What else do we do for the autumn? Well, I thought it's, it's always been a bit of a not spooky show because outdoors you perform it in broad daylight but this idea of the monster following the children is a little bit scary so we finally had some lights that we could play with i'll tell you <laughs> something that i've i'll tell you something that i really enjoyed with our autumn performances with doorstep arts in torbay were the snacks that were provided after the shows that we performed, where we could engage with our audience after they've seen the show, enjoy a, like a hot jacket potato and some beans, some, sh is it called s'mores? S'mores. Some American s'mores. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is apparently um, two chocolate biscuits that has a marshmallow between them. Yep, heated up. Heated so up. So the whole thing's gooey. Mm. And then I had about two. I was on a right sugar high after that one. Yeah, so that was really lovely. <laughs> Mixing autumnal sort of outdoor campfire food with our show is a definite uh, plus for everyone. <laughs> so that's it for uh, Russell performances so far. So this Monday we were down at Timoth Pavilions 
Um, Timber Pavilion is a great little theatre uh, down on the seafront. It's not that little, actually. And we were packaging the show up um, to send it on for next year. Not literally, because shipping literally. would be very expensive. <laughs> so the pavilions have been really supportive to us um, recently. Um, so over the development process, they've let us have the arena space to uh, to work the show in, to bring it in and rehearse. And they've also lent us, very kindly, Nathan, their technician. who um, We has, don't own him. We don't own him. We don't own Nathan sadly um and he helped us put lights to the show um i think that day we felt like kids in a sweet shop it was absolutely amazing yeah he had a beautiful sort of leafy gobos uh, made the campfire come to life um added different states so the atmosphere in the show really shifted um we don't have a technical brain between us really in paddleboat do we so no. it was really amazing to have that experience of working with someone who could make the show look that professional and that good yeah and on monday we went back and uh Nathan was able to reuse his lighting plan that he um, very kindly did for us, put light on the set, which kind of brings the set even more to life than, than before. Mm. Um, and we invited Pete Norris. And for those of you who don't know Pete Norris, he is a lovely, kind, gentle giant <laughs> um, with uh, fantastic camera skills. And Pete does a lot of our um, initial Promotion. promotion shots for our productions. Um, and we just knew we had to get him back in to take photos of the set and of us performing different parts of Russell um, in a theatre space with lights on it. Um, and some of the photos are fantastic. Yeah, I always feel like Pete gets a great laugh out of our faces because we always work so hard to be looking so dynamic or active that we end up just looking ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's... <laughs> What Pete does is amazing, and I think he really captures sort of the magic of the show, which is what we asked him to do. So um, there are several really nice shots of us with uh, lanterns, um, of us with the willow puppet birds that we fly around at some point in the show. Um, what other good shots are there? Hattie abseiling off a tree. Yeah. Um, Hattie playing her recorder. Yeah. Really nice. Sat around the campfire. Yeah, and Stuart. You can see um, the shot of Stuart up a... Of the ladder. Of the ladder. Yeah, three metres in the air. So if you want to see these photos, you can find them on Pete Norris Photography, which is his official Facebook account. Uh, and we think they look uh, excellent. We're really pleased with how they've turned out. So we hope you like them too. So that's it for Russell this year. Um, it's gone to bed, but we will be bringing it back out next year. We've got some theatres who are interested in booking it. We'll be bringing it back in the summer. And we've talked a little bit about possibly uh, redeveloping it as a Christmas show. So who knows what the future has in store. So I thought I'd finish with a quick roundup of theatre going on around Devon. Uh, things we went to see last week and things that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. So last week me and Katie went to see Kite Runner at the Northcott, which was an absolutely beautiful show. They had these amazing kite backdrops and we thought they looked absolutely incredible. And I really liked the, um, the drumming guy who was sat on the front of the stage with a, um, on a little rug and he... Like, he only had a couple of drums, but we can hear it. But we could hear the drumming before we went in. Yeah, we thought they had a... A whole a whole band. Yeah. A whole sort of... Drumming band. Yeah, and it was just one guy. Yeah, easily, easily the best preset of a show I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It, it got its own applause. It did. It did. 
Uh, next week, our Christmas tour begins in earnest, and we are off to Manchester. Yes, all the way to Manchester, and we are going to uh, we're going to a school, and we're going to be sharing according to Arthur. It's one of uh, one of the few times that we ventured that far north. And then our next date is all the way down in Torbay, so we will be literally driving half of the country, the length of the country this Christmas, bringing joy up and down England. Driving home for Christmas. <laughs> uh, so that's it for this week. Next week, I'll be joined by Stuart Cottrell, and we'll be talking a little bit more about According to Arthur, because by then we're going to be uh, in full swing with our Christmas tour. And we'll also be talking about all the other things that you can see going on around Devon this Christmas. We just announced all of our tour bay dates over Christmas with Doorstep Arts. So just to let you know that you can find us throughout December on Friday the 15th at Stokington Head Village Hall at 530 Saturday the 16th, we're at Buckland and Milba Community Centre in Newton Abbott. On Monday the 18th, we're in Paynton Library. And on Wednesday the 20th, we'll be in Gampton Village Institute Hall at 2pm. Um, and these tickets are all available on the Doorstep website at www.doorstepparts.co.uk. We've also got um, our Forest and Beach show coming up on the 17th of December. Um, and we're off to Alma Tavern on the 21st through to the 24th. So you can find us there in Bristol. So that's all for this week. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Remember, you can keep up to date on everything that Paddleboat are up to on www.paddleboattheatre.co.uk or you can follow us on Twitter at Paddleboat Tico. See you all next time.